Hi, and welcome to the Prelude Podcast, where we talk about all things weddings and help you get down the aisle. I'm Megan, your co-host of the Prelude Podcast. And I'm Maggie, your other co-host of the Prelude Podcast. Today, we are going to be interviewing Alexis with Alexis Demmer Photography. She was my wedding photographer for my wedding day. Hey. Hey. <laughs> and both Megan and I have worked with Alexis for a good chunk of weddings. We love working with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would hope if you're doing this. <laughs> um, Alexis is based out of Atlanta, Chattanooga area. She shoots a lot of weddings. Do you also shoot other content for other... I do. I do senior pictures and maternity and family, all the all the different. Oh, perfect! Things. So if you have other things besides a wedding day that you need a hire a photographer for, yeah, call Alex has got you. Call me up. <laughs> call me if you want to reach me. We are going to kind of be doing a deep dive into how Alexis got started with her business, what it's like running a photography business in the wedding industry. So let's start from square one. How did you get into photography? Okay, well, so I come from a family of photographers, so I kind of always just grew up with there being, like, a camera around, and so whether it was, like, in the yard or, like, you know, I used to go with my dad to, like, a lot of car shows, and he would have, like, a a little, like, even, like, roll-up camera, and my mom would, like, take us on photo shoots and stuff, so I just kind of always was used to that, so I just kind of ended up picking one on my own, and never, never thought that it would turn into this, but. (laughs) yeah it's a great surprise (laughs) did you try to go to school for photography or was it something that you just decided to build into a business um from from day one so I didn't go to school for photography um I was always really into like art and drawing and stuff and so that was something that I wanted to pursue as a career and I kind of always grew up with like the notion that like you know, photography is like a side thing and it would never be like my full, full-time um, position, but it was always something like I super loved and did in the background. And then it just, you know, as time went on in, in high school, I really started getting like paid for some smaller shoots. And then in college, it really started escalating from there. I did take a photojournalism class in college that was like really educational, obviously, and, and helped me learn yeah. a lot about the value in, in moments and in, in documentary photography and incorporating that into my style. But at that point, I was already like pretty much into my photography business and kind of like knew that's what I wanted to do. Oh, cool. Like while you were getting your education? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I just wanted to get a degree just to get a degree and um, was kind of just doing photography in the background of that. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. I do think it's kind of interesting that it was what your family was really into and you mm-hmm. didn't resent it. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> You kind I, of embraced it. I feel like it was like, I mean, I, I used to like love dressing. My mom did like some like more artistic photo shoots of us. Like she made me like a flower crown and stuff. And oh. I always like, I never really thought of that as like a chore and we'd always get like ice cream after. So I like, I sometimes yeah. when I like tell people that I'm like, maybe it's just cake. like associated photography with like ice cream and treats and fun things <laughs> yeah. and like I never felt like I had to be like something different like I know I have like photos of like me <laughs> like running around the garden like naked with like a firefighter hat on like watering the like roses like it just like was like a very free thing it wasn't like I felt like I had to like sit still and put on like a perfect smile yeah um, so yeah that's a good point very like, like candid versus yeah. portrait relaxed mm, yeah. and I, I feel like I can like remember those specific moments and see my personality and, and all that then so 
Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. feel like that helped shaped your like approach and values for your business that you built? A hundred percent. Like I, I feel like I when I like first got into doing like wedding photography, it was like all about like a very traditional shot list of like, oh, I have to get this exact thing and this exact thing from this angle mm, and all yeah. these things. And I do like still believe in like, you know, family shot lists and stuff on for wedding photography to make sure you record all those like special relationships and people. But like now really going into like reflecting on like the, my like early childhood and like photos at that time is like really making sure that I'm like being intentional about like capturing people's like unique stories and like connection there. Yeah. Um, and so really like reflecting on photography in my life from that time. Yeah. Being a kid. Um, so, yeah. What got you yeah. into deciding to shoot weddings versus, I know you also mm-hmm. shoot a lot of other life moments, mm-hmm. but was there like something that drew you to weddings or a decision that you made for it? Yeah, I think it's like one, I love being creative and stuff. Um, and so really being able to take some like more creative images and really that like there's yeah. no day that's similar or like the same as the one before. And so really going into it as like, an exciting challenge of like oh like what are we gonna have like today and like so really being able to use like my artistic side but then also like I'm really close with my family and uh, I don't know I just find like good people such an important part of life and I really value relationships and so taking that into like wedding photography is like connecting with different people meeting with different people and also just like wanting to create a space um, like I really feel like photography is much more about, like, about hospitality and so like creating yeah. a space to where people feel like comfortable and knowing that I can like serve them and like bring an energy to their day that is like relaxing um, where they feel like there's like structure but they can really just like be themselves and feel comfortable and that like I think a lot of people associate photos with being like a more anxious and stiff and kind of like mm. tiring thing mm-hmm. but like really it should just be like yeah. capturing moments yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the connection between you, like, not even, like, having to do things that are, like, forced or manufactured. Yeah. So. I'm kind of curious, what, or kind of describe your first wedding. Like, what did you, how, (laughs) first, how did you convince someone to do your first wedding that, you know, you're qualified, know what you're doing, (laughs) so to speak. Were you a second shooter for your first wedding? How did it all come to be? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was actually a second photographer for somebody that I had just like met very like by chance at like an orientation for for college. I was really just doing like portraits at that time. So like I really like the beginning of photography was just based around portraits, which Mm. I felt like was a great thing because it was like you learn people like more like one on one and like you're more like it's much more like confrontational so like I really enjoy like getting to know people and making sure that they feel like relaxed yeah um and so um but anyways yeah so I did I did start like second shooting um for somebody that I had met that I'd just seen my like portrait work on my my Facebook page (laughs) my like little (laughs) photography (laughs) album um Yeah, um, and uh, so I just kind of got started from there, and I just remember kind of, like, observing the photographer's role uh, in, like, the wedding day, mm. and, yeah, just seeing everything kind of unfold. It was, like, very, uh, very like, low-key. Like, I think it most of it was at, like, the couple's house, and okay. so it was a lot of, like, getting ready there. and Yeah. Like, easy um, start to it all. Yeah, yeah. So to speak. Yeah. Yeah, versus, like, multiple locations. Right. Mm-hmm. Strict timeline. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was very much so more by, like, the shot list and all okay. of that, like, 
you know, like the essential, like you have to get this angle of like the hands, like buttoning mm-hmm. up the dress and stuff yeah. like that. So how how did you transition, I guess, from being, you know, the second shooter to yeah. it being your own? Yeah, well, I started, like, posting more and more photos, and I got really lucky, I feel like, because a lot of people started getting married um, kind of, like, right out of college. And so a lot of the people that I had known that I had, like, grown up with that had kind of seen me, like, always posting the photos um, saw me doing it, like, more consistently and I had like a smaller school as well. So you were just like closer with more people. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like I really got lucky in that aspect to like really build like a lot of work from people that I was like close with or knew or had been like connected with who were also like getting married at like a little bit more like younger of an age. Yeah. Um, I feel like so. Cool. Yeah. I guess that kind of transitions into this question that Maggie, you had written down. How did you transition into a business? take that first payment how did all that come to be yeah yeah like, I phrased that kind of weird <laughs> no yeah yeah it feels like so long ago such a journey um yeah I mean I feel like I just started having people asking me like a lot more consistently for like grad photos I remember I was like literally charging like 20 bucks for portraits because mm-hmm. I, I honestly was like just happy to have the experience and like the work and so I remember like literally just getting like a $20 bill after like the first like portrait session and being like success. <laughs> Someone hey. paid me for my work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like a, a very like surreal moment. So I feel like it just kind of like started snowballing after that. Yeah. And just like getting excited. Cause I, I just feel like payment has like always been like an afterthought for me. And so like delivering a gallery and then being like sending an invoice or any of those things have just been like, such an exciting thing yeah yeah it is really cool like all of us have our own version of this building our Mm -hmm. own businesses but it almost feels like gradual and you're just Mm -hmm. figuring stuff out as you go Mm -hmm. and looking back it's so funny being like oh yeah I had I've made these decisions whether super consciously or not yeah from just doing this thing that I like to actually like having all this structure behind a business Mm -hmm. where we're sitting here we're like oh like there's all these things that I now know how to do with running a business Mm -hmm. um I know Megan and I have talked about that a few times on this podcast but like it's just funny reminiscing and being like oh yeah you look back and one day you're just kind of like photographing people for Mm -hmm. very cheap (laughs) for basically nothing and then now you're like full-fledged wedding photographer and it's just funny looking at like how you just kind of come into it you just kind of grow into it over time yeah like there's like small affirmations that I feel like just like builds upon each other and yeah yeah is there anything that you wish you had known Mm. or if there's you know anyone listening that is wanting to start their own business wanting to become specifically a wedding photographer um is there anything you wish you had learned earlier I feel like I mean like as you were saying I feel like just literally going for whatever you have like a strong hobby for or you feel like you're gifted in or just really passionate about like I feel like just not feeling like you have to have the answers and just going into it and trying different things and learning along the way is like the best way to go about like doing anything and I think you know there's so many resources nowadays people that are like just willing to like help and along with like the internet like YouTube Instagram there's like so many resources and so I feel like not putting pressure on yourself to be like super good, but just like showing up, I feel like is like the most important thing. And yeah, I think also like being willing to do like a ton of work for free. Like I feel like I 
always just wanted to like learn how to make people feel more comfortable and to like be more creative and see things from different perspectives and stuff. And so I feel like just putting in the work without expecting payoff right away is like really important too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just like showing up and, and yeah. putting in the, in the work. So yeah, I think a lot of people, I feel like want to like start a business and see like the money right away, but I feel like it's like an investment and that's why you have to do something that you're like passionate about or like feel like you have a gift for because that'll like keep you going. Right. Yeah. I think like the entrepreneur mindset takes a lot of time and Mm -hmm. whether it's like, I'm going to do this one thing for forever, or I want to be an entrepreneur, work for myself, constantly create like different you know different versions of what that business looks like what that income looks like Mm -hmm. if that's your mindset of what your career is then exactly what you said is true like you need to have something that's grounding you that you're passionate about but it's if it's a long haul game that you're playing like this is your career that you're building then you do have to kind of sacrifice especially at the beginning but Mm -hmm. you know as you're making those transitions and stuff like just like with you know normal corporate world mm-hmm. you're probably not going to land your dream job right away you're probably going to mm-hmm. have to work up the ladder build up that experience build up that resume make connections um, and sure you know if you take like that first salaried corporate job you're getting paid and that's a huge difference when you're starting your own business but exactly what you're saying like taking especially like intentional free work I think mm-hmm. is like so key And often you might not know, like for me, it was just like this fun thing I did on the side. I didn't Mm -hmm, know that I wanted it to be like my full-time job yet. Yeah. But then I started figuring out like, oh, I really enjoy this. I should make money off of it. Like it's, I need to get paid for my time and my energy and the work that I'm putting in. Mm -hmm. And then that transition to like, wait, I want this to be Mm full-time. And that's such a key transition, whether it's like, you're like knowing that you're doing it at the time and it's an intentional thing that you're building or you're just figuring it out. And I think people that crap out early it's like a combination of like they're just doing too much mm-hmm. and not, they're not getting the reward of yeah. like soon enjoyment, enough or as soon as they want hey like or even like decisions that we're making as like established business owners around like what can I what decision can I make to take stress off of me so that way I can still be motivated and have fun and enjoy what I'm doing yeah you know it's like you know someone can see you now they can go look at your Instagram now mm-hmm. but and think oh she has it all you know, as a wedding photographer, like, but the reality <laughs> is, and, and someone could say that about any business, right. really, but right. they don't see what the prep. Into it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, well, you know, the fact that, like, you've been in front of the camera mm-hmm. since you were a kid, yeah, and, like, the experience that's given you, and the yeah. fact that you've mm-hmm. essentially been kind of, like, grooming this for years of your life in some aspect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's some, like, video that talks about, like, the gap. I feel like, I wish I remember who it was by, but, like, you know, you start out with, like, a vision in, like, any kind of, like, business or, like, something you want to be better at, and then you just have to, like, go through the motions, even if you're not, like, at that vision that you want to be. You have to, like, believe that you'll get there. Yeah. Um, and you, like, eventually will, like, close, like, that gap, and, you know, like, you have, like, this taste, and, yeah, I think just believing that it will, it will happen, even if you mm-hmm. don't, like, immediately see, like, the fruits of your yeah. labor. I think so many people kind of just give up on things before... Mm-hmm. like they don't know if they were just almost there you know yeah well, I think it's like as like adults like I feel like you know you as you're a kid you like practice a bunch of things you know it's when you're starting out on a lot of like different paths in your life and so 
you start out like maybe like not being good at like a sport but like as years go on like you start getting like really good at it um but then as adults I feel like we don't try as many like new things or we're just like expect more of ourselves or to be like a lot better at things and so like I think it's just harder to like yeah kind of like remember that at least like I feel like a lot of different points in my life yeah and as a kid you know you don't have quite you just have it lit on yet so you don't necessarily Mm -hmm. have perspective your sense of time I think it's also skewed when you're a kid even Mm -hmm. like a teenager like you just have only been in school and you know you're still Mm -hmm. like living at home like you haven't like moved out and become an adult and started to make these adult decisions and so you haven't understood the value of time Mm -hmm. necessarily and so exactly what you said with like playing a sport like a lot of people play sport just for fun it's like their after school activity maybe they want to see if they can play at the college level or whatever but that you just do it for years because it's fun and it's what you've done Mm -hmm. and then you know you look back a lot of people play you know whatever sport for like eight years or you know however long and you're like decent at it maybe you could have played at the college level Mm -hmm. but if you're not putting in even that amount of work towards a business Mm -hmm. you know that amount of time that amount of work of like daily practice Mm -hmm. coaches training you educating yourself learning from your teammates then your business isn't gonna grow Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and it's not a perfect analogy but it's like yeah if you like did this thing every day after school and you like became decent at it yeah then if you're not putting in at least that level of work if not more work more education more training mm-hmm. of course your business is like yeah. there's not an overnight success no yeah. so to speak it's so rare and even if it does happen like we can listen to any business podcast watch shark tank whatever it's like when it's an overnight success there still is so much before work it. and then a, it's like a combination of a ton of prep and luck yeah, it was like the boost. Yeah, there's like the perfect yeah. timing, and that's like really why it became such a popular thing. Like TikTok, like yeah, blew up because unfortunately of COVID. Yeah, and, and it's like it probably wouldn't have been a big of a deal if there was no COVID, yeah. and it was just like another social media platform. It was also musically before it was TikTok. Yeah, true. So yeah, it's like the platform somewhat changed. Yeah, it wasn't TikTok wasn't the first version of it. Right. You know, it always like evolving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so do you have, how would you describe an ideal wedding or an ideal client? Yeah, this is such a great question. I feel like couple-wise, I feel like a couple who is confident in themselves and each other that are much more focused on the experience of the day and being together than everything, you know, running 100% to plan, like the weather being this way or that way. And just really just excited to have friends and family together and for their stories to be really captured and whatever, you know, ends up happening on the day happens. So it's really just like more about being together and being like unapologetically themselves and getting the most time um, with their person. And then also a couple who is, you know, really also like appreciates design and in art and that type of thing and so you know they value like pretty flowers and all that stuff but it's not like everything has to be extravagant yeah exactly so um it's it's a balance of those things and yeah so really just someone who wants to be present and yeah do you have a process to kind of figure out Mm -hmm. if your dream client or your dream wedding Mm -hmm. matches So you can, you know, have them book you, move forward. Yeah, I feel like it's, you know, after talking and seeing, like, how our personalities, like, mesh, 
and kind of getting a feel for that and kind of just hearing them what they are excited to experience on their wedding day and yeah. just like hear about them and their their you know person and and what they want their wedding day to be like kind of more so and not worrying so much about you know every moment being like perfectly manufactured or, or glossed up you know I talk a lot about like my process and how I kind of the way that I work is I want like moments to like unfold and I'll step in you know if there's like any downtime or someone doesn't like know what to do with like their hands but really just it's getting the feel for if someone just wants to experience the day kind of as it happens and not like being super concerned about you know like a specific photo happening outside of like um you know the family shot list um just because I think sometimes you know when I like first started I had a lot of couples who would be like oh like I want this photo with like this newspaper and like this purse or something and this and this and this and this and I do think like a balance of having like you know if you have like a special photo you want to recreate from like your parents day or something can be really sentimental and sweet and I don't have like an issue with you know having like a few shots that you think would just be fun to recreate but I think when it becomes a very thorough shot list for like mm-hmm. every event um, during your day it can kind of like take away from like I'm focusing on getting this but like we're rushing through the natural moments or candidates that would be happening because we are making sure that I'm like running by the list specifically and so yeah. you're not really I mean I really think the the most important and special and beautiful photographs are the ones that you can look back and like see a moment happening that was like very unexpected like I think a lot of the times you know when we talk with like our friends like we're like oh remember that like one crazy time that this happened it wasn't planned yeah mm-hmm. um wasn't curated so, yeah, yeah exactly and so I think um just when they kind of understand the balance of those like I definitely you know believe in like artistic and creative like portraits and that kind of thing but the day is much more about like the experience and the more that a couple is talking about the experience of like being together and seeing their people and having all those family members be there you know it's obviously a very rare thing I feel like the more that I'm like confident that we are a good good match yeah Mm -hmm. have you ever turned down a wedding because you felt that it wasn't the right fit because Mm -hmm. and I don't think that's a negative right it just Mm -hmm. because they're not a good fit and the outcome is that they might not be happy at the Mm -hmm. end of the day Mm -hmm. so I'm just curious yeah, I actually, I, I have, I normally will, if I feel like someone else is going to do a better job, like, you know, it's honestly, like, it's better for them. And it's better for me, just because I feel like you're not going to be, I want someone who's going to like, you know, like, appreciate my work. Right. Um, And that's, mm-hmm. you know, really important. And if I feel like I'm not going to be able to like, fulfill someone else's vision, like, that's just like a lose, lose situation for both people, if I like were to take that on. So if someone's like, very heavily about like this manicured shot like of details and stuff and like they go on and on about like just like the look of the wedding day that I'm like you know like maybe you know I do appreciate like a very nice like curated like color palette and flowers and design but if that is the most important part of your wedding day or if that's like really important to you then maybe someone else would be a better fit or you know if you really like really like light and airy photos that are just very very bright and only have like this color palette like I'm very much about like capturing each mood of the day so like like the romantic like cocktail hour with like Mm -hmm. the golden sun or like the the brightness of like you know midday and all that like there's just different elements I think it depends on the situation that I'm just like can kind of get a feel for whether or not they're gonna be happy with the work that I I will give them yeah Yeah. um and personality wise too 
Yeah. yeah. I think it's a really empowering place to be as a business owner. When you get to that point, you're like, I can say no, mm-hmm. especially if it's not going to be a good fit mm-hmm. because exactly what you're saying. Like it's not going to benefit the couple mm-hmm. and they may or may not realize that in your yeah. phone call or in your, you know, booking process, it might be something that you're just kind of realizing and you need to make that decision mm-hmm. versus maybe mm-hmm. a mutual decision. But it's also, it is in their best interest as well. Yeah. So. Right. Whether yeah. or not they notice it immediately, I'm sure they right. would down the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I I feel like as planners, we see when we get help with the photography decision process, mm-hmm. it is interesting to see how much clients actually know about photography. We've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, and mm-hmm. we'd love to see mm-hmm. how you approach that part, especially when you're in the booking process and the inquiry process. A lot of people just don't know how to talk for, about photography and they don't necessarily need to, but they might have a lot of opinions about their wedding day. So how do you kind of address communicating your style, your approach, understanding what they're actually saying? Do you have any like mm-hmm. strategies on how you go about those conversations? Yeah, yeah. So like sometimes people like, for example, will be like, I like, like, love like documentary and like editorial look of your photos. I'm like, okay, well, those are like very different things. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like, um, like, for example, the other day, I was like talking with a client and they were like, I was like, okay, well, when you see photos of yourself, like, what are like your favorite photos that you can think of, like in your past that you've like, mm. are like really specialty, like maybe your friends have taken it, maybe you've taken it with like your fiance or like, your family has like taken it and they were like yeah. oh you know like I really like like these like the posed portraits of us like the best and I was like okay like you know I'm, I can do that anybody could do like pose you into that but like I feel like I am much more about like the natural ones where you're like enjoying yourself and you're not like super aware of everything that you're doing right and they're not like all like glossy and, and, and perfect and so I feel like at that point I was like okay you know like we might not like be the best fit if the photos that you most value like you know, because I think a lot of people, like you were saying, will see photos on like Instagram or whatever, and they're like, oh, this photo is like really pretty, like maybe this photographer. But, you know, I am would say that I'm like more documentary artistic, along with like a few traditional shots, but that's not like the, the weight of my mm-hmm. business or my style. And so I think at that point, I was like, you know, I think we might be a bit different. And I think you would probably be better with someone else. I feel like it's hard because photography is subjective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to describe. It's hard to describe, especially for clients who don't live in it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's true. 100%. What would you say is a marker of a successful wedding? Like you get to the end of the day, or even like in the editing process, mm-hmm. before, you know, you're delivering that gallery to the client. And it just feels like it went really, really well. Do you have anything that you can like point to Mm -hmm. that helps you affirm you as a business owner? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I think it's just like if the the couple, you know, went with the flow, I mean, maybe like, you know, if hair and makeup or something like ran a little bit later, but everyone was like relaxed, you know, we're we're all together, Mm -hmm. bridal party, everyone's like really friendly and and sweet and all of our personalities mesh really well and you know we get all the photos that we need to and yeah I like walk away like hoping that I will be back for family photos or maternity photos Mm -hmm. um another special moment down the line exactly it's like the best compliment but 
Yeah, it's, I mean, it kind of goes back to, it's not really all that much about the wedding itself. It's yeah. about the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like trying to think of a better word for that, but. Being in love. I feel like we keep yeah. saying that, but it's so, it makes such a huge difference. Like from our perspective, sounds like yeah. from a photographer's perspective, if the clients yeah. ultimately are just wanting to celebrate and be in the moment mm-hmm. of their love, the reason why they're getting married then it pays off in so many ways like it helps us as far as like whether it's a more tense day or more relaxed Mm -hmm. day helps us navigate how to approach not just during planning but like in real time on your wedding day how to approach different things that are going really well or might not be going as Mm -hmm. well but it sounds like also for you to shoot and capture all those moments like and be in your element being your element exactly like if the couple's really in love and you're just capturing all these moments where they're like laughing and goofing off and making out and just like staring into each other's eyes it's like then you're you're gonna give them a gallery that they're gonna be obsessed with because they can see their own love in those photos versus being so tense and stressed out about everything whether valid big or little yeah at the end of the day it's a a lot of moving parts it's a huge operation and for all of us to do our job well if the couple kind of recenters on why we're all here yeah why you paid all of us is to capture capture their love yeah (laughs) and I think that also even adds into the wedding party the family that's with Mm -hmm. them too and their dynamic Mm -hmm. and how they're gonna come off when they're photographed at least I would think because if they're all having a good time because they see the couple having a good time yeah I feel like it really, it. Yeah, yeah, it comes down to, like, energy of everybody, and I feel like whenever I use the word energy, I feel like kind of, like, hippie. It's better um, than vibe. Like, it's real. frequency <laughs> of the, the time. Yeah. No, but I feel like it comes down to, like, even with, like, you know, personalities meshing, that's why I think it's important, because if I'm connecting with you, you know, there's a good chance that the people that are in your bridal party will all get along, and I feel like... Yeah. The energy of like the connection between like vendors and like the couple and like the you know surrounding community like as long as you know you guys like understand each other communicate like relatively similarly you like have like a level of comfort and you feel like you can relax more because it's not just like this outsider that's like you know a, a business client relationship it's someone that you like see as like an equal or like a friend so you can really like let your guard down Mm -hmm. and like trust as well as like surrounding vendors like wedding planners and stuff I just feel like it it creates like a different kind of space and when you are most focused on being with your person or with your people anything else that like I mean it just obviously sets the tone for like the best photos because you're you're in the moment and those those pictures are going to be special and you're going to be like relaxed but no matter like what scenario happens so yeah yeah that kind of leads me to think of some a question for you because obviously mm-hmm. we're around the couple a lot on a wedding day right and mm-hmm. we might have somebody on the team who might help with photos or might not just kind of depends on how the day is going mm-hmm. but you're literally with them like every second mm-hmm. once things really get going with True. photos like in their face with them you know yeah. it's a little a, a, it's a different dynamic different than it dynamic, is yeah. for us mm-hmm. so are there things that you might do in the moment, whether it's really obvious to the couples or whoever you're taking pictures of, to help them kind of refocus that energy. Yeah. Yeah, I guess refocus that energy Mm -hmm. that they might not even notice, or is it just 
you kind of go with the flow of what the day is. The vibe. Yeah, <laughs> because, I mean, I mean, like, I'm in a friend's wedding coming up soon, too. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, you you can tell when someone's, like, at the point where it's, like, it's all too much or it's yeah. starting to get really focused on all these details that really don't matter at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Things have to get done. Yeah. The planning process is what it is. Yeah. But it just... It is what it is. So mm-hmm. how do you, I guess, do you do things to help remind your, you know, your couples, yeah. your clients in the moment? Yeah. I mean, I think it, it takes, I feel like taking a moment to like connect with them instead of being like, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Like, I feel like I always take a moment to like check in and be like, you know, like, how are you feeling? Like, are you feeling like excited, like anxious and kind of like checking in in those like small ways. I feel like also just yeah, being able to, like, recognize when, when someone just, like, needs a moment to, like, calm down if they're, like, overstimulated, because I feel like that can also really happen, is just, like, mm-hmm. taking a yeah. step back and being, like, all right, like, I'm just gonna, like, let you guys, like, have this moment to yourselves, like, during, like, the first look for a few seconds, or just, like, making sure that any of those moments where it's been, like, boom, boom, boom after every event to, like, step back and be, like, all right, like, you know, you guys, like, spend a few minutes, like, talking or do whatever, like, can I bring you like some water or something to where like, I feel like I'm giving them like a moment to like relax and like refresh. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, if someone is like in, in the past, you know, I've had a ride be like, okay, like what time is it? What time is it? Just be like, you know what? Like I'm taking care of you here. Like that's not for you to worry about. This is like the right time. You don't um, need to know that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, photos like will always work out. Like there's never been a moment in time where, you know, we've not gotten like the shots that we need to because maybe like something's run over or whatever. The most important thing is that you're you're here experiencing this moment because you're not mm-hmm. gonna be able to like go back to it. Um and so just depending on the circumstances, like yeah, I feel like putting in like smaller like reminders that like what is most important is that you're you're here right now or that you're spending time together and really recognizing that the day is not like I, I talked to like a lot of couple about couples about this is like it's not just one big photo shoot it's a party and a celebration so there should be a lot more like downtime like if you're wanting to fill the day with this event this event this event just like remember that you also need like to relax and spend time with the people mm-hmm. that you, you know, mm-hmm. have invited to be like around you and that we don't need to fill every moment. Yeah. Like, have like soak it in. Refresh, yeah. like go to yeah. the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> like touch up your makeup. Yeah. yeah. Hang out, like view the venue mm-hmm. and all the decor, like look at everything, be with everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, I will say that's one thing from a planner perspective, mm-hmm. I've actually really enjoyed in working weddings that you're working as a photographer mm-hmm. because I feel like, and I don't necessarily see you do those things all the time, right? Like, right. otherwise, I probably wouldn't have asked that question. But on my end, I do sense, like, the balance of that, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. it has to be the planner being like, bridesmaids, you all need to get out. Everyone out as soon as you're dressed, like, yeah. so we can do the bridesmaids reveal so that she can get her dress because maybe we yeah. are a little bit behind, but we just need to get back on track. Yeah. And it's like... If there isn't that person, I sometimes hate being that person, yeah. but if we're not that person, sometimes things don't yeah. move along as quick mm-hmm. as they need to, but to have that balance, I think, is really helpful, mm-hmm. and I personally, from the planning side, have never, I'm always just, like, so impressed by, like, like, yeah, we're good, 
and, yeah. you know, like, we're good on this, yeah. you know, and I never feel stressed knowing yeah. that we're not going to get through things True. when you're there, and it's always really calm, Yeah, which I think is, like, a really big characteristic that's helpful. I think more vendors helpful. Mm-hmm. need to embody that instead of bringing, like, a frenzied energy yeah that like that's kind of our place to be when we have right to be, it. To be grounded instead yeah. of being like moving from this thing to this thing to this thing even if we're working with a very different type of photographer than you if we're working with like a very type a very traditional photographer who is used to you know setting everybody up posing everybody knocking off the shot list all of that mm-hmm. at the end of the day the the clients and the vendors all need to kind of be a little, be a little bit more relaxed, be a little bit more chill. And it is, I second that. It's really nice checking in with you. You got everything to make sure. You know, if we need to like tweak the timeline a bit or like prioritize these photos over these photos because maybe something is a little bit off schedule. Mm-hmm. Exactly what you're saying. Like having your energy, being calm. I mean, I think you usually exactly exactly what you said. Capture everything. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've had that with you. I'd rather know so we can mm-hmm. help problem solve, but. Mm-hmm. It's nice being able to see that you're also bringing your calm energy for clients instead of a chaotic energy of like, well, I didn't capture this yet. Okay, yeah. well, great. How can we problem solve that versus just like calmly communicating like, hey, I really need a few more minutes doing this thing. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's a hard balance totally. for a photographer doing that as well because you want to not miss something, right? You <clears throat> don't want to be in the situation of not capturing this one thing or this one family photo combination that they wanted, right? Because that's just going to create yeah, stress, stress after because you can't recreate that moment. But, yeah. I, yeah. It's like a definitely like a balance of like assertiveness and like I feel like just trying to like lay be – I feel like just embody the like energy that needs to be in the room. Like I feel like I like used to go into things and just like feed off of like other people's energy, but like trying to like more like set the tone and both like create a calm atmosphere, but also be assertive and make sure that I'm like in a leadership position to where like I am guiding things and creating structure. But I feel like when you do have a like calmer demeanor, I feel like people relax more and they're like more in like tune like and like Gravitate. respect that rather than me just like be, you over here you over here like bossing yeah. around like manufacturing a bunch of stuff and like rushing through moments like yeah I feel mm-hmm. like creates like a very like rigid atmosphere but also being able to be like okay guys like let's do this next or let's do this or like you know let's just like take a few moments and then we'll like pick back up here or we'll, we'll compensate at another area like you don't need to like stress about that well yeah. you know me and the wedding planners will yeah I'll just adjust from it's there like we're the people who have to ask people to move a million times before <laughs> they do it yeah and it's like you know moving a, you know a group of people from cocktail hour to reception you have to do it as politely as possible I like I've noticed so much more <laughs> like I'd say with you guys yes oh yeah like with that the send-off like I've like literally like noticed so much recently like with like planners oh, is like have, all right guys so we're going to go outside for sparklers. All right, we're going to go outside for sparklers. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're going to, I, like, love one of the, yeah, like, this is why a private dance is so important yeah. <laughs> or can be really helpful is, like, we can blame it on the private dance yep. nicely. Or have, like, a reason to get people out. Yeah. 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 I feel like 
another thing we keep coming back to is just like how important it is for clients to trust their vendors to yes. connect with to rely on them as professionals experienced professionals that know what they're doing mm-hmm. that have listened to their wants and needs to execute it on the day and you know we get to help with that as planners a little bit more throughout their engagement process mm-hmm. give recommendations that we think are going to be a good fit help clarify common questions or confusion that they might have about different vendors doing their jobs and what they're bringing to the table and all that but you know for any I would argue for any vendor no matter what they're doing if the couple ultimately trusts that they made a good choice mm-hmm. they hired a professional that's a good fit for them and then letting that person do their job mm-hmm. you know no one likes micromanagers no one likes being in a work environment struggle as much as I don't like comparing <laughs> struggle <laughs> comparing a wedding day to a work environment I mean we all probably have stories of like someone being a micromanager or boss being a little bit too much and just it kind of gets to a point where you're like well then why did you hire me mm-hmm. why did you hire me to do mm-hmm. this job to be in this position to do these responsibilities if you're not going to let me do them give Mm -hmm. me space to actually execute what you've asked me to do and I think we see that you know we've all seen that on wedding days where clients maybe have not gone with their gut or who Mm -hmm. they connected with the most they made a decision whether valid or not Mm -hmm. to book certain vendors and then it adds to the stress because they're not trusting Mm -hmm. that that professional to do their job mm-hmm. yeah but it's also all of our jobs as business centers to back to what you were saying about kind of being a little bit picky sometimes mm-hmm. about who we're going to take on as clients because if we're already getting that sense in the beginning mm-hmm. that it's not going to be a good connection they're not going to trust me then we're not a good fit for them if you don't trust me when you're booking me yeah. don't mm-hmm. don't book me but also if we're picking up on that we we should not agree to that as well yeah, like yeah. thinking more it's not, like long term. Yeah, it doesn't serve any of us. Yeah. So, question I have for you comes to the investment when it comes to wedding photography, mm. right? Yeah. And I think we talked about this in a previous episode. I think it's going to come out right before this episode. Yep. But, you know, often we hear, I don't want to say complaint, that's not the right word, but photography mm. tends to be more expensive, maybe then someone is either hoping or expecting, right? Because chances are they're only getting married once, twice, three times. Mm -hmm. And even if they have gotten married before, there's more of a gap between that time. And obviously prices change and market changes. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. So you see a lot of the word investment because it's an investment on Mm -hmm. capturing your day and, and preserving, so to speak, your memories. But can you talk a little bit to the why photography costs what it costs? Because I think a lot of times couples or even parents, if, you know, they're the paying party, will see a price and be like, oh, my gosh, like eight hours of photography, it costs like X amount. They're only there for an eight hour day. And I'm like, well, but there's also the editing that goes into it as well. There's the cost of the equipment, the cost of hosting the gallery, Mm -hmm. like all these sorts of things that are not necessarily thought about. So I'm curious, like, let's say 
-hmm. average eight hour wedding day how much editing time on average is that mm -hmm. about how many photos do you end up usually putting into the gallery obviously that might waver depending on the wedding mm -hmm. but yeah and like, even the prep going in I feel like you do yeah. not a lot but you definitely try to mm -hmm. have a couple of meetings with your clients have a questionnaire yeah to understand because that's another part too yeah and I'm not asking this in terms of prove your self-worth no, no, sort of yeah. thing yeah. but I think that when someone is inquiring for wedding photography, they just don't have all of the context. Totally. So. Yeah. I mean, I feel like even just going into it, there's like year rounds, like whether it's weddings or not, there's like educational resources we go through, courses, there's like business management sites that go into it, editing software, all this stuff. Like I was just mm -hmm. going through my statements and in, in business expenses for this year, you know, updating equipment, backup files so things are safe obviously like continuing to evolve and keep up with different shifts in like the market film prices are now a thing so obviously there's like just a lot of like expenses on that end but like it's also very like time consuming like editing you know it's not like you just like slap on or at least like in my case like it's not like you slap on like a one button fix to a photo like a um, preset you mean yeah a hundred percent so there's like a lot of like color correcting um you know say like i have a thing where like a, a groom like busted his forehead and so there was like a cut on his forehead and then like every photo so like maybe like editing like that might take a bit longer and it's also just like photography is the thing that you have to take with you for the next like 50 whatever years of your life or you know for the rest of your time um so it's just like you know you buy like a really nice car knowing it's going to be like reliable and last throughout like the decades and so i mean that's essentially like we're honing our craft like year round taking the time to edit photos and those are the only thing that you really have going forward like years later that's like shows sure. the experience of like the wedding day so just like anything like you know like a car or like a house like you want something that is good quality that's you know, has credibility and, you know, has like the same vision as, as you. And that's like invaluable. So, yeah. Um, and yeah. that doesn't even include taxes. As a of that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Don't oh, just get me started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think it's just like the continued education of, you know, photographers and, and myself yeah. always trying to learn how we can better serve clients whether that's like on the business end or creatively artistically or equipment um, equipment which is always you know you need to get your gear clean shutters fit like the shutter on the camera to get fixed is like five hundred dollars like i mean a camera itself is what like twenty five hundred three thousand they all it's not cheap and so to keep all of those things up to date and along with software and all the backup devices to keep the photos safe is just mm -hmm. um expensive as well so yeah yeah yeah. I feel like, well, I saw this one quote a couple years ago that was essentially like, if you are pricing yourself lower mm -hmm. than goods, like items, like tangible products mm -hmm. on your day, you know, chargers and plates and napkins and anything that's, you know, decor item that's not a person, it's not a service, it's not something that's a, a person that's putting in time prior to on post wedding day or yeah. all three of those things and you're pricing yourself lower than that you really really need to reconsider your pricing and from the the client perspective if you are looking at you know the cost of you know rentals for your tablescape you know chargers flatware glassware plates all of that and that price in your head is more reasonable to be higher than the price for any person 
especially if they're putting in a lot of work again post wedding day pre-wedding day post wedding day whatever they're putting in hours and hours of time to help your wedding day to execute something then the client needs to kind of reconsider their perspective their perspective their their priorities on that because sure rentals can add up especially if you have a huge guest count especially if that's a huge priority for you like in your renting and adding on a lot of decor and that's really important to you of course that's going to be expensive you're putting a ton of money towards but it's more work that it requires as well yeah on the vendor's end yeah yeah and it's ultimately like if you care much more about how many plates and chargers you have or like the quality of plates and chargers and the quantity that you need where are your values and that that number that price tag exactly versus the people that are you're paying to execute putting the plates down capturing mm-hmm. the picture of all the tablescape all of that if that is not at least as valuable then you're probably not going to leave your wedding day yeah as happy we've yeah. seen at least time and time again yeah and it's interesting because we're talking about this and I asked that question but I do feel that on average photography is where mm-hmm. couples families are usually willing to splurge a little bit more mm-hmm. true so I think that the value is understood when it comes mm-hmm. from your end, but it's still, I mean, I think they weddings have, are expensive. It just yeah, is right, what it is, yeah, right. you know? I think they have sticker shock. Yeah. But then it's very easily argued. And especially with a photographer that they really connect with. Yeah. Um, I think they call them love with you. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like with whoever their photographer is, it's like the best friend who comes out of the wedding. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And it should be. Yeah. I think yeah. like, like we said earlier, you're like in their face. Like yeah. Bonded more. through like all the moments, yeah. whether it's like a really like emotional and sweet, tearful moment or like maybe you're stressed out or something about yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's the most important day of your life. So the people that you experience it with. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then included, I feel like you're just. Very true. Have that experience. Yeah. What is something that you wish that you wish clients understood about wedding photographers like from the get-go something that you still feel like people don't get I think it's the emotional connection aspect like I I feel like if you guys don't communicate well on the phone if your personalities like don't mesh you're gonna have and you don't like see eye to eye in that aspect I feel like you just it your wedding day will like run very differently Mm -hmm. and so I think just understanding the importance of having like a good emotional connection is a big thing what is something that you wish wedding planners consistently did that's helpful for you (laughs) what's something we can pay attention to to help make sure we won't be offended (laughs) okay yeah we'd rather know I feel like both of you guys do this I feel like the help with like the having another person there when like during like family photos is Mm -hmm. super helpful but I feel like y'all both do that I honestly can't think of mm, anything that y'all should do better which or wedding planners in general not just us but like you know Mm -hmm. and I'm not not to talk bad but just Mm -hmm. someone that you maybe would feel like you would want support more in a different way like is there something that you'd want more I feel like sometimes it's like nice to have you guys come with like golden hour to like those portraits to help with like the dress or something like I feel like 
as our last one, I was like, do you really want some on or dead? And we're like, yeah, we're fine. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna like, elevate my feet now. Y'all like very like present. And so I feel like just being like aware for certain moments like that, or just like bringing the couples like drinks or something for like couple photos. Um, to help with that whole keeping them calm of keeping them like experiencing yeah because I feel like there's some wedding planners like who you know are, are like I mean I feel like that are like less I feel like there's a good balance to it like I feel like sometimes I like more just like see them like behind the scenes or whatever and then I, I feel like you guys like are both like a behind the scenes but then also like jump in like hey can I grab this or like do you need this here or, like hey I have Oh, a thing that I like is, like, I feel like even, like, recently, just, like, having the details for me, like, when I arrive, mm-hmm. so I don't have to, like, interrupt the bride or, yeah. you know, grab the last few things. This is, like, a super helpful Saves thing that I feel like would be a consistently nice thing, which I think both of you guys, like, do so, but isn't, like, a, a normal thing, I feel mm-hmm. like is, is really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. But... Have you been in situations where there are expectations or things assumed of your job that are not your job? For example, putting on boutonnieres, <laughs> those yes. sorts of things. Do you run into that often? Um, yeah. What would you say is your job versus not just for somebody who yeah. might not have a planner or coordinator too? Mm-hmm. Mm. I feel like figuring out if like the flowers are done or like running errands that are outside of like photos, like, you know, if like the chairs need to be stacked somewhere or if there's something that's like running behind that is like affecting, like say if a space isn't ready for photos or something, or Mm -hmm. if I need something cleared for photos that would normally be like delegated to someone else, but I'm going to like pick up because you need to get your job done. Yeah. I feel like, um, has happened. I'm trying to think of like a specific example, but I know that's happened like a few times with things where I'm like happy to jump in, but I'm like, I think my time could have maybe been better spent, you know, grabbing some moment of something happening instead of right. like putting my, my yeah. camera down. Right. Because right. that's what you're there for at the end of the day. Right. 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 Your clients yeah. are paying all this money for you mm-hmm. to capture all these moments. Yeah. And if you're having to put on like a different hat, that's not even your job, but yeah. you're like kind of stuck in this situation. Mm-hmm. It's taking away from the quality uh, or quality quantity, maybe both right. of their gallery because yeah, you're spending so even, you know, an extra 15 minutes helping with this thing that's ultimately not your job mm-hmm. yeah yeah I know speaking of things that are not your job I know we would argue to have planners at every wedding whether it's you know full service planner impartial some sort of coordinator yeah if you're having some sort of bigger actual wedding versus you know an elopement or a micro wedding you may or may not need a planner to run the day but if you're having you know more guests lot more vendors a lot of moving parts full-size wedding full-size wedding obviously (laughs) um but I know more and more photographers and other vendors honestly are starting to request or even require working with planners like they will not take on clients unless they have already booked a planner or they guarantee to book to booking a planner because so often I've heard if there's no day of coordinator or planner there between photographers, you and maybe DJ or band, you guys are the only ones with any semblance of a timeline of the day. Yeah, like run a show. Exactly. Yeah. And so if there's not a point person to manage vendors and guests in the couple, 
you're kind of the only one with the fleshed out timeline, even if that timeline is purely just your own or job. Exactly. Is that something that you do? Oh my gosh. I just, sorry. So is that like, oh, like as far as like requiring people to have like planners, I think planners are super, I've been, I've shot weddings where there's no planners and I've been at weddings where there's no planners and it a hundred percent, obviously there's like a million behind the scenes things like preparing for the day and all of that. And also like, I feel like I just recently talked with a bride and I was asking her how she was feeling and she was like, honestly, I'm so glad like I hired this planner. Like, I don't know like what I would do without her just because I think a lot of people going into wedding days think it's just like venue, flowers, photographer, and that's all the work you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you just get so overwhelmed leading up to it that I feel like one of the, one for like one thing is I feel like you're the phase of being engaged just becomes a very stressful transitory period to where you're like wedding planning like crazy and there's a million pieces you didn't know and you're finding out about these small pieces like even like a week before the day Um, and so obviously your planner takes care of like most of those things and can break it down for you a lot easier and do all those preparation um, things for you and put you at ease for the day so you're even in like a good headspace going into your wedding day and you can like trust that that person will help you and then there's also so many things that happen behind the scenes that I feel like wedding planners have to like think critically on or problem solve on that the couple or the bride doesn't have to worry about like I feel like when there isn't like a wedding planner on the day for example like everyone is coming up to the bride and asking her questions or the the mother of the bride and asking questions or like there's you know a few of the bridesmaids going to run and do different things or the mom is um or whoever is you know close to the immediate couple and you're not like experiencing the day the flow of the day ends up going way off the timeline can get Uh, mess with because like maybe someone forgot something or like one of the main members is setting up chairs or like Mm -hmm. putting together flowers so you're really not like taking in the day that you spend so much money on regardless so the quality of your day isn't even as like I feel like as full because you don't have you're not as like present you can't like relax and actually Mm -hmm. be like with your person um and even like I had like one wedding where the bride had just gotten her dress on and the baker had actually tipped over like a cake on the way, the wedding cake on the mm-hmm. way to the wedding day. And everyone came and rushed in and like told the bride, yeah. was asking her what to do. And it's like one of those like things where Ugh. the wedding planner would have been the like point of contact for that. And everyone just became very stressed out and anxious. And I was like, yeah. why are people telling the bride this on like her moment? Like this shouldn't be a thing. Or like I had like a, like adding to the ten the tension, the yeah. stress. Just taking away the stress. Vendors <laughs> have literally called or texted the bride when that kind of stuff happens on the yeah. wedding day. And I'm like, why did you not reach out to me? Yeah. You yeah. know I exist. Yeah. You set your arrival time. Yeah. yeah. You've gotten an email the week up. Like, yeah. what why are you doing that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Don't yeah. let them know a problem unless yeah. it has to be. Yeah. yeah. Like, at that point, they're not going to be the one changing your, like, problem-solving anyways. You guys, it's just, like, making them, like, more It takes the moment away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I I had another one where there was no planner, and, like, the best man, you know, got in an accident pulling into the venue, and Mm -hmm. everyone came and told the couple, like, right their first look. Yeah. Like, there's just, like, a million different things. Not saying that's going to (laughs) happen. I had another one, but, like, there's just a million different things that I feel like people don't even know that, like, wedding planners end up taking care 
care of. Right. Yeah. To where you shouldn't have to, like, be thinking constantly of, like, a rain plan or, like, where's this person or, like, what if this doesn't happen or, like, is this other vendor here? Is everything running, like, you know, on time or whatever? Like, I just feel like there's a lot of, like, behind the scenes and, like, that keep the flow of the day so you can actually enjoy it. Because ultimately, like, if you don't have a planner, you're still spending, chances are, a good amount of money, but, like, that amount of money isn't even going to be, like, well enjoyed because you're going to be constantly stressed right. in the point of contact for most of the things for your day or like the people that are close to you. So you won't even be able to like enjoy your time with them, I feel like. So yeah, it's just a better use of money, I think. If Yeah. Yeah. And we get like, understandably, everybody, whatever their budget is, yeah. whatever their priorities mm-hmm. are. I mean, even couples I've worked with have arguably insane budgets, mm-hmm. unbelievable budgets. At the end of the day, you're still having to prioritize that. Like, where, yeah. what percentages are going towards what thing. Right. And a lot of times the planner is at the least priority or close mm-hmm. to it. I feel like the wedding planner is, like, the vessel for the wedding day. Yeah. And it's exactly what you're saying. Like, if this whole thing, all of this money you're spending, this investment, you're trying to mm-hmm. celebrate this day with yourself, celebrate your love celebrate it with all of these other people your guests that you hopefully love hopefully you have great Mm -hmm. guests that will cherish the day with you and again you don't prioritize the actual staff the people that will be there running all of these different parts of your day and I think too like I I think a lot of people can when they go to look at things to buy they can I think it's hard like I think wedding planners translate your vision like better like they can understand what you want and give you pointers on like who to hire or like what's going to be the best fit Mm -hmm. or like what's going to be good like timeline wise like I feel like a lot of people can talk about stuff that they like but there's a difference between things that you like and what is like going to be best for you or like what you actually want for yourself rather than just like admiring this and I think wedding planners help translate that into like personalizing like your wedding day for you and like hearing what you're saying and differentiating like what you actually want is going to be like right for you and what you like are like oh this is nice I've seen this on Pinterest or whatever yeah Um, or even like when it comes to the flow yeah the reality of like you may want xyz but how's this really gonna play out just based on like the multiple weddings we've done I feel like that's something a lot of times that at least I run into is like they want a very specific thing. It's like that's actually gonna take longer mm-hmm. than this thing that you think. Yeah. They're yeah. showing you like this yeah. picture or this TikTok and they're like, I want this. Yeah. Great. Let me break down yeah. the prep needed, mm-hmm. what vendors are gonna be required for this type of thing, the setup or this moment mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. How we can incorporate that in the timeline, yeah. the breakdown, mm-hmm. the potential cost. Yeah. To help you decide if like that moment or those rentals or whatever is actually going to be worth it in your eyes mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is so great getting to know more and more about your business, yeah. your mentality behind wedding days, how you shoot weddings. Where can we follow you? Instagram. What's your handle? At Alexis Dimmer underscore. Perfect. Yeah. What's your website? AlexisDimmer.com. Perfect. What's your current booking window? I would say December 2023 through 2024 right now. Okay. Yeah. And where can clients, future clients, go to book you? Website is the best part. Perfect. Most organized. Cool. 
Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for Thanks being for... a part of the Prelude Podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me.